Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. Glad you could join us here in our guest segment. And as you know, we are the show that is still freeing America one enslaved mind at a time, but we need your help. Time is short. You might be able to flip a few libs, get them to vote the right way. Don't give up, folks. I mean, we're not to the finish line yet. I think Trump has a good chance of winning, even with the voter fraud, but we've got to stay active. So please share broadcasts like this and other people's sites that you visit. Try to change people's hearts and minds. And we, like I said, you've only got a few days. Um, we are brought to you by, well, we're brought to you by some really good people, okay? And, and let me just get straight out honest with you here. Um, our storable food is the best. It's the best quality. But let me just share why this is so important. Uh, right now, some of you are looking at your food supplies and saying, coulda, shoulda, woulda. That's okay. Don't beat yourself up. All you can do is all you can do. And what you can do right now is take advantage of our special, and it's the quickest way to store mass amounts of food. They're taking the four-week special at MPS, and they're attacking $100 savings onto each one. So if you order 10 sets, you have $1,000 savings. There's no one else doing this. And we want to make it convenient for people to stockpile here as we think decision time draws near where our food supplies are going to be severely compromised or food is going to be used as a weapon against us. So I would really recommend that you take a hard look at this. Go to preparewithdave.com. Take advantage of this $100 sales. Order multiple sets for restaurant-quality food. 25-year shelf life. That's preparewithdave.com. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we have a great TV show. And I don't say it's great because of me, but because of the in-depth guests that we get. And we take the news items, like we're going to do here on this show on the radio, and we go into more depth. And the one thing is I could get banned everywhere. And I expect to be knocked off YouTube here in the next day or two. And when that happens, okay, that's fine. You'll always find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv. You can always find us there. No matter what else happens out there, you can always find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv. And you say, well, how much does it cost? A cup of coffee a month, $2.50. That's it. Got to pay for storage fees. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you really want to take advantage of this. All right. We have... <clears throat> Pardon me, <clears throat> as I take a drink here. Um, we have a terrific guest for you, and we keep going back to the well because he's worn a lot of hats and done a lot of different things and sees the world from many different perspectives I find interesting. And we have Terry Cook on, and uh, among many things he's done way beyond this, he's been a, a, a cop, a good cop. Uh, he's been in the National Guard. Uh, he's been involved as being a pilot. I mean, I could go on and on and on about his credentials, and, and he's also an author. And so he has agreed to come on, and we wanted to do a show on election, election prediction, and then kind of go different ways with our analysis. If Trump wins, what will happen? And if Harris wins, let's be honest about it, not Biden, when Harris wins or if she wins, what's going to happen with that? So, Terry, welcome to the show we have a lot to unpack in a short amount of time, so let's jump down to it. Let me just hit you right between the eyes, okay? Who's going to win the election, in your humble opinion? Well, I, b I believe Trump will, will formally uh, win it, but I don't think the news coverage will say so. So I think what we're going to have is basically a news coverage coup and uh, indicating that Biden has won and uh then the fight is on so hey before we start this though regarding your food uh i want to reinforce to folks how correct you are in 
making the offer you just did and, and encourage him to get food because, you know, without food, you know, we need food and water, but without food, you're basically out of business in two or three days. I don't know if you've ever fasted uh, as I just did in the hospital. I almost died a week ago. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I fasted for three or four days and I, boy, I got hungry. I mean, I was on a tube, you know, and I was getting all that junk in my vein, but uh, uh, regarding eating, and processing food, uh, you'll get hungry real fast. And the Rockefeller Foundation has a plan to restructure the entire U.S. food supply uh, in the Agenda 21 program, which they now call Agenda 2030, which begins in January along with the forced vaccination program. So uh, this started with uh, Codex Alimentarius, yes. Dave. You may remember yep. this 20 years ago. They I started. Do. And I wrote a book on it, Codex Alimentarius, uh, 10 years ago. And uh, But this Rockefeller Foundation's recent plan is basically to restructure the entire food system. And without getting into a dissertation on that, I want you to know, folks, there is a planned starvation program coming for all of us and then to restructure the food supply so that you have to pay through the nose to get any calories of any value at all. So take advantage of Dave's excellent offer to get this quality food and I don't get a commission Dave doesn't pay me anything <laughs> I don't get anything from Dave except a lot of good friendship so I'm endorsing his program because we love and care for you and of course this also supports his radio programming and we appreciate that very much because uh, I know how it is when you're on a limited uh, income and trying to do what uh, the, the, the scope uh, of coverage that Dave is accomplishing is just amazing. So please uh, support his um, efforts and also uh, get your food supply extremely quickly because time is truly short. Yeah, I do. I do agree. I mean, we look at the food supply chain is in trouble. We have damaged farmland from two years of harsh weather, and oh then with the the packing plants are down. And and I don't think Trump did the right thing. He should have had the National Guard in there and hazmat suits if yep. need be. Yep. And we're, we're vulnerable right now, very vulnerable. And if the wrong people take over, food's going to be used as a weapon. You're right on the money with the Rockefeller Foundation. Also, there's National Security Memorandum 200, which calls for the same thing. And I published an article today where I quoted Henry Kissinger. If you control oil, you control nations. If you control food, you control all the people. And so that's that's the attitude. And that's why you don't want to be their pawn. And that's why I'm saying preparewithdave.com. And thank you for saying that terry and i'll tell you even if they weren't one of our advertisers i would still be telling people to do the same thing i say food water yes. guns gold ammo yes. natural medicine and tools is where you need to be and probably throwing a gas mask these days too <laughs> yes and I, I i encourage people to get food even though i have nothing to sell whenever i do a program uh which is uh, kind of limited today because of my old age and and, and time and so on but uh, I frequently do am a guest with uh, Shannon's Omega Man Radio and International Radio, and I, I encourage people just to get any kind of food you can, but especially quality food that's long storage, such as the stuff you're offering. So uh, that's enough about that, folks, but you need to do it. You need to do it quickly because, in my opinion, my humble opinion, it's, uh, you know, quite I think quite insightful over 28 years of research in this business. I think that between Halloween and the election, the revolution will begin and it'll never stop thereafter never stop uh so uh this is just the beginning of many woes as jesus said this is just the beginning of the birth pangs of the tribulation period so uh yeah back to uh the white house i i think 
<clears throat> Trump's going to win, but it isn't going to appear so due to controlled media and uh, and bias and so forth. So, uh, frankly, uh, look at what just came out about uh, the corruption and uh, and so forth on the on the Bidens. Look what just came out, and you're seeing very little of that truthful information coming out, other than Tucker Carlson, who's the number one guy on conservative television right now. So uh, uh, now I have a local Air Force base here called Fairchild in Spokane. And my good friends here who know uh, top level officers at that base are saying that they're preparing for something pretty wild. And uh, the local sheriff here has already said that the anarchists are communists and that they are trying to get all of his deputies home addresses and his children's mm -hmm. schools and uh, and he said that, uh, listen, folks, anybody out there who has such an intent to harm my deputies at their homes or kidnap their children's, uh, he didn't say he'd pray for them. I don't know if he's a Christian or not, but uh, he did say they'll be doing that at their own risk and that his deputies will not be constrained regarding protecting themselves or their family members. So uh, the sheriff here is a good guy. Even though, even though he's of Russian descent, originally from the Ukraine, but he knows who communists are, and he knows these people are communists, and it's a communist revolution that's coming. So the Air Force base is gearing up. They have tents at the other end of the Air Force base here at Fairchild. Uh, fighters are coming in, you know, on on the approach path daily, doing exercises from uh, the coast of Washington State. I'm on the east side of Washington State, near right. the Idaho Panhandle. Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So uh, everybody's gearing up. And as you and I discussed off radio, there are all kinds of federal law enforcement people being moved around on an emergency basis into Spokane and elsewhere, and lots of troop movements in Wyoming and so forth. So we could spend five hours on this alone, but yeah. uh, Terry, let me ask you. Let, let me yeah. ask you. Yeah. When you said they're preparing for something wild, do you have any definition of wild? Uh, I, I, I don't have clear-cut uh, information of that regard, but they're preparing for something extraordinary, and that's why that we have we we've never seen the Fairchild Air Force has been a re, basically a a fleet of refuelers, okay, aerial refueler aircraft, uh, but now we have fighter planes going in there. We have National Guard bringing in equipment and artillery and stuff like that. So you can define that however you like. Now I'm an ex National Guard officer in California. And uh, I first started in uh, infantry and then went to tanks and then went to military intelligence, anti-communist intelligence. So I had all the documents from the Communist Party going back to 1937 on how they planned to take over America from the inside without firing a shot. And uh, the closest book that came to all of that, you know, voluminous information that I had was the Perestroika Deception. And as we have talked off air, and as you well know, that book has been 98% accurate. It's the most accurate projection of how America will be taken over in a short compiled book of what it was, 300 pages or something, that I've ever read. I mean, it's almost biblically prophetic in that regard. And of course, it's communist, and I don't mean to say that it's, it's that kind of uh, prophecy. Nevertheless, it's a full disclosure on how America will be taken over and uh, so we're at phase four now, as Dr. Yuri said from the KGB, and we're about to be whammied. And that's going to be 
uh, a glasnost perestroika deception, the likes of which uh, America and the world has, has never seen before. Because when this thing comes, it'll be a blitzkrieg. Germany called it a blitzkrieg. Hitler called it a blitzkrieg. In modern uh, theology, as it were, it's called a full-spectrum dominance yeah. invasion. From every angle, overwhelming to the point where people can't even think straight, we're going to be hit from every possible angle, electronically, you name it. But I agree with you in one of your things. I don't think they're going to nuke us because they want our assets. They're going to do everything but nuke us. I don't think they're going to EMP us. I do think they'll take the grid down, but they'll easily be able to reconstruct it. Those are the two things that will be counterproductive to taking over a country for its resources. I totally agree with what you're saying. Now, let me just respond to what you said about Fairchild. If, if Fairchild's coming into play because of, because of its refueling characteristics, that means we're going to strike into China and, uh, and Russia. Uh, that's no question. Long-distance long bombing is what this is all about. Okay, the second thing that I, that I would say is they're bringing in jets and, and uh, National Guard and so forth. Then they're worried about an attack across the Canadian border from the Chicoms that we know they're there. So we didn't narrow it down very much, I'm afraid, but I, but I think the threat is definitely there. Well, in, unless you're an insider, it's it's hard to get information. And, of course, you have inside contacts, and um, I, I don't have them anymore. I used to, but I have friends, lots of friends, and this is a small town, as it were, about a million people. Uh, I'm used to L.A., you know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. this, so this relatively, this is a small town. But I've been here 20 years, so I have a lot of, a lot of friends, a good Christian patriot people. And uh, I know enough to know that uh, stuff is about to hit the fan and everybody's preparing for it. In addition, we, you and I talked about uh, I have a friend a block away from my home who told me that one of her high school friends is an executive at ICE in Sacramento, and she was just ordered to move here on an emergency basis. ICE bought her home in Sacramento, bought her another home here in Spokane, and she'll be here in a week on an emergency basis working for ICE. Now, do I know all the details? No, she wouldn't disclose them. And she said it's confidential and classified. However, uh, the government is moving all kinds of law enforcement, military. The stuff is about to hit the fan, and anybody with half a brain uh, that hasn't been smoked by too, by too many years of of uh, Yuri programming uh, knows that something weird is going on. They may not be able to define it, but they have a gut feeling that something weird is going on. How about you, Dave? <laughs> yeah, well, I... <laughs> As I'm listening to you talk about this, though, clearly what's coming, whether it's uh, striking into Russia and China or preparing defensively for an attack across the Canadian border, uh, what we are looking at, and I think it's really clear, we're not worried anymore about Antifa and uh, Black Lives Matter. These are preparations that go way beyond that scope. Yes, they are just useful idiots. They're, uh, let's put it this way, they're cannon fodder. Now, you know, they're going to be used to uh, still cause some chaos, and, and they'll be thrown away like, uh, you know, used uh, napkins. They're, all they are is salaried anarchists, but they will still be used uh, to an extent to get the stuff going. And then, of course, uh, all the real pros will come in behind them and finish off everything. Yeah. I mean, well, they could be mop-up troops, but I also think they're these uh, leftist groups are... Uh, the opening act for ISIS, Hamas, Hezbollah, embedded Chinese. But I will tell you, I, I interviewed Sam Arnold on our TV show, and he's an expert on Central America. 
He told me, he said, Red Dawn's coming, Dave. He said the consolidation's happening, and I see it. And he lives about half-time in Central America, and he said, wherever I go, I'm seeing the preparations happen. These nations are aligning against us, and China is taking most of them over with the Belt and Road Initiative. So he said, don't don't take your eyes off the southern border, because at one point in time, it will come. Well, you know, there's also, yes, indeed, uh, there was also a movie not too many years ago called Olympus Falling. Do you remember that one, Dan? Uh, I do, yes. And what was it about? Ah, the Koreans taking over the White House. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yep. So you know the scripts. How do these pe- how do these people end up with such movies? Who writes the scripts? Who promotes this stuff? Well, of course, you know Reagan said it when he was back in the movie industry long ago. He said that the commies had intended, when he was a young man, to take over Hollywood so that they could use it as a programming platform for the you know the mindset to take over the minds of America so uh, in fact back then when he was a young actor in Hollywood the the commies had threatened to throw acid on his face if you may remember that yes I do so he started carrying a weapon then so they've taken over Hollywood and of course uh, we know that China owns many of the movie companies and when they filmed Red Dawn 2 here in Spokane Red Dawn 2 here in Spokane it was filmed right here uh, you know, uh, initially they started to use uh, one kind of soldier, and then uh, the people who owned the movie house said, no, you will use uh, North Koreans. See? So uh, uh, everything's programmed. Uh, pretty much uh, you, you can watch the movie Olympus and, and kind of get an idea on what their future ideas are on taking over America. Here we go Red again. Don, Sorry, Terry. Uh-huh. As you right know, there. it's becoming an ongoing problem. No matter what medium I'm on, yep. we're going to get interference. And you can hear that right now. And I hear it. I've changed out cords. I've changed out boxes. Uh, can you hear me okay now? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I did even I could, over the interference, I could still hear you okay. So I think it's okay to move forward with publishing it. It's fine. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead and continue, please. No, no, it's not your fault. That uh, you know, my I told you my internet went out. And, and I have reliable Xfinity service, and it went out for three hours last night between two and five. It was gone, and I couldn't figure out what had happened. I thought I was going to have to call in a ticket for repair today, but it was back on at five. And everything's being hacked from everywhere. The communists are after everything we have. They want to disrupt the election. They want to disrupt communication. And certainly they want to do away with all conservative thought all conservative uh, guests, all conservative movements of any kind, so that the only information people get uh, is leftist, commie, satanic, uh, mind control information, so that we're all just a bunch of robots. That's it. Well, they're certainly doing that um, with the media. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no question they're doing that with the media. But I I find your uh, initial uh, premise to be more than interesting okay so you accumulate your election data inside say a large county how can the media twist that if the numbers are so firmly in favor of trump well only an insider of those organization knows but um we've had uh, so many bits and pieces of information uh come from sources who have been in the inside who are now being persecuted such as uh, one lady, and I forget her name, who uh, who compiled an excellent 
one-hour video on uh, uh, hacking from the inside and how information is controlled through military subcontractors. And you supported her. They arrested her. And uh, I forgot her name, Dave. What, what was her name? Do you remember? The I'm gal sure. you support. I'm not sure yeah, what you're this was about. this was a month or two ago, and uh, she produced an incredible video on inside hacking and military control over subcontractors that would influence the mind, influence everything through computer networks and so on. And I can't for the life of me. I remember. can't think of her name. I know what you're, what you're talking about now. And the okay. name has jumped out of my head, too. When you're covering 10 stories a day like this, I know. They, they all tend to run together. Uh, I don't know how. Again, I've told you 20 times. I don't know how you keep track of it. It's just you have a superior mind that uh, you've been appointed to do this because uh, you, you think so well in the midst of a pool of alligators. And uh, uh, I, I can't do that anymore. And I've never been able to do that. You're, you're just a brilliant guy. Well, I don't know about that. I just I think that. You're, you're right about this is my appointed calling, and I didn't want it to be. You know, I was still coaching college basketball when I was broadcasting, and my news director at the time, Andy DeRiso, used to say to me, Dave, I, love, I know you love basketball, but it takes so much of your time. You need to spend more time with this. You can have a really big impact. And she used to say this to me every day. And then finally I said, okay, Andy, you're right. Other circumstances of my life dictate I walk away from the other thing. And you're right. I think it is a calling. Um, and all I can hope is that God uses me to make a difference because right now we need a lot more difference being made that's been, than, than is being made presently. In other words, we need to step up and do even more. Amen. And you're, so you're jumping through hoops of a different kind. Yes, definitely. And, and uh, you know, all you can do is slam dunk what you can slam dunk. And uh, every now and then you're going to foul. And, uh, but, you know, we're, we're doing the best we can on a limited basis, on a limited budget trying to save a country from going down. And I've seen so many of my friends, you know, Ralph Epperson and uh, Hal Lindsey, who's now 90 years old and, and basically on his deathbed, uh, but they're still working. Um, and uh, it, it's tough when you're uh, on an extremely limited budget and everybody thinks you're a kook for telling well, such those, things. Those two guys are not kooks, <laughs> I can no. tell you right now. No, Ralph was a, was a very good friend of mine, but he's uh, he's having some uh, you know issues because he's older, and uh, but he gave it his all, and I've lectured with him, and uh, we were really good pals back in uh, in the 90s. Do you so know? He, let me tell you what Ralph's benefit was, I think, to the movement. I have a friend who was a former coach, and I, we were colleagues and friends, still are friends today. And he he asked me one time. He said, uh, and this is when I was just getting started in this business. And he said, have you ever read the book, The Unseen Hand? And I said, yes, Ralph Apperson. I said, this guy is really, really good. And I'd interviewed him once prior to that. And my friend said to me, if this is true, we're in a lot of trouble. And this guy didn't know who the Council of Foreign Relations were. He didn't know about the Trilateral Commission. He didn't know about the Rockefellers' influence. And he just said, from reading Ralph's book, he said, we're in a lot of trouble. Ralph was able to speak in common sense language to the average person with no prior knowledge and wake them up. That was his benefit. Ralph um, was an incredibly good teacher. Yes, absolutely. And I think he's still alive. I've lost contact with he him. Does. Tucson, uh, he does. He's on Tucson. my Facebook and occasionally he'll pounce in with something. Uh, yeah. But he is in Tucson. You're correct. That's right. And I flew my airplane in when I owned an airplane. Uh, I flew my airplane into Tucson. That's a, that's a nice airport. 
and uh, spoke with him at um, at a small convention there back in uh, 97, 98 or something like that. So, yeah, Ralph and I are going way back, and he loves my wife, Kathy, and so forth. So good man, did a great job for 40 years. Yeah, he really did. That, that book was a phenomenal book, and I've had other people say the same thing to me about the quality. All right, so l- let's go back to my question. We didn't quite finish it. Um, let's say Maricopa County, you know, where I live, okay, you got 4 million people, rather sizable, one of the largest counties in the country, and they come out and they say, okay, 56 for Trump, and 42 for Biden. Okay, how's the media going to not report the official re- report? I don't get that. I I don't know either, Dave. I I don't because, well, what we do know is that Rothschild owns all of it. You know, I think what do we have now? Six major media corporations, mm-hmm. including yes. Dis- including Disney, and they're all owned by the same people. Uh, essentially the Rothschilds. Now you go through many layers, you know, layer upon layer upon LLCs and corporations and LLCs and corporations and sub corporations, sub LLCs. The whole purpose is to uh, disguise who actually control things at the top. It should be apparent right now that uh, the left does. And you know, let's clarify that again. I've, we've clarified that before, but I, I heard uh, Tucker Carlson Say so, you know, he, he's the top guy right now, and I love him. But um, everybody talks about the left, you know, and uh, uh, Rush Limbaugh, who's not always right, um, talks about the left. Everybody talks about the left, but you know, Dave, I don't hear anybody define who the left is and where they came from, how they got the name, and just who the hell are they? Who is the left? It's a good question. What do you think? Well, Let's make it real simple. I mean, instead of com- calling the uh, Comrade Party of America, or did I say, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, you got uh, it. I agree with that. Uh, what what party is it? The Democrat or Demo Rat? Uh, Demon, Demon Rat. How about the Demon Rat? That's me. <laughs> the Democrat Party is essentially the Communist Party USA. So let's call them who they are. I mean, all you know, if if a if it walks like a duck talks like a duck or walks like a democrat talks like a democrat but acts like a communist should we call it anything other than its true name a communist now where did communism come from Karl Marx who started the philosophy and later it went to socialism and stuff but socialism was implemented by a man chosen and financed by the Rothschild establishment and his name was guess who Lenin during the Bolshevik Revolution 1917. And how many people did he end up murdering? Well, we won't really know for sure, but millions, including murdering his own farmers so that his people starved to death. Nice guy. So who is who is responsible for communism? Well, Rothschild, and he's the Illuminati. And you see, he's taken directives from Satan spiritually and he's implementing this whole plan to bring about a communist new world disorder under the Antichrist. This is the bottom line. I don't hear anybody getting to the bottom line. So who is uh, who is the left? Who are the left? Well, it's in Matthew 25, 32. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you argue with God, there's no hope for you. You've got to believe somebody 
And you know, most conservative Christian men are trying to do a good job, but too often, even they don't go to scripture enough. So we can sit around doing our own guesswork on a very sophisticated level and still not get there. So yesterday, I heard, well, it's the left and the hard left and the left and the hard left and the, well, somebody please stop for a moment and define who the left is. And there's not anybody that does that, Dave. Mm-hmm. So let's define who it is right from scripture. Matthew 25, 32, start there and then go to Matthew 25, 32 through Matthew 25, 45, roughly that covers it, okay? Now, after this life, now, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to accept that. After this life, there is something called the Great White Throne Judgment, where every soul who has ever lived comes up before God, either for a reward called the Bema Seat Judgment for those who love God and love Jesus. They get rewarded for what they have done. Dave, you're going to get a big reward, okay? Because you have done something that most people don't do. They sacrifice yourself, sacrifice your income, and you do this for the Lord and country, of course. But now Jesus, you know, actually doesn't give a whack about the countries. He cares about who loves him. So at the great white throne judgment, there are two classes of people. There is no transgender religionist at the great white throne. What an judgment. interesting term that is. <laughs> transgender religion. Oh, no, guys, you're going to make exist. me think in 365 panoramic here. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, so, I'm having a hard time getting my mind around it, and I don't think I want to, so let's move on. Um, <laughs> so, listen, Matthew 25, 32 clearly shows how God defines people, souls, when they come up before him at judgment. And every soul will, you can deny it, but good luck if you ain't made the right choice before you get there. Good luck. You can deny it, but God's going to win, I guarantee you. So he divides every soul that's ever lived into two sides. Those on his right side, which is Jesus Christ and Jesus' sheep. Okay? The right side is God. On the left, you have an animal that represents Satan and all of his people's souls who have followed him throughout eternity. And that is a goat. So God classifies two, two uh, categories of souls, people who have followed Satan, the goat, on the left. Are you with me now? On the left. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. where the left yeah. comes from. That wow. come from the left. All of those people are goats. What is the international symbol of Satanism and always has been for 6,000 years? The goat of Mendes and the five-pointed pentagram yeah. star. Or did I say Pentagon? Don't say that. <laughs> That's scary. I, I, yeah. Wow. I, I well, never thought of it Washington, that way. DC. From the very beginning, the cornerstone of Washington, D.C. was laid by Freemasons. Mm-hmm. And the whole city is designed around Freemason symbolism and symbology. So you see, uh, I had a book called The Secrets of uh, Freemasonry. It was a big, huge book, 17 by 18 or something like that, 300 pages. It was an amazing book, and I got it through a friend who had a friend uh, in Freemasonry, and I wasn't supposed to have it. But it disclosed that America was created for a special purpose since uh, Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1942. 
So see, Satan had his hand in America right from the beginning. Of, God, of course, God did as well. And that's why this nation's been used to evangelize the world. But Satan has also used it to create the end time scenarios that God is allowing him to do. You see, God's in control. This is the final act, folks. Noah's Ark was a different day. Sodom and Gomorrah was a different day. This is the final act. So people will be going to either one of two sides, and that's the right side. That's why we're called the hard right, the extreme right. You see, because the hard left is Satan, and he wants to discourage people from being on the hard right, which is Christ. He doesn't want you to mention his name. And, uh, and many Christians aren't even uh, courageous enough to even mention Jesus Christ. So I want to say Jesus Christ is Lord. He's the only name in the universe by which you can be saved. And uh, we need to talk about that more. And we need also to understand, again, that the left is all of the souls who will appear before God at the great white throne judgment, Matthew 25, 32. Read it yourself. And that's the goat on the left, and all Christians are with Christ on the right. So there's where the left comes from. Now, why doesn't somebody get that? Why doesn't somebody talk about that, that the left are Satanists? Yes, they're communists. That's the political uh, version of Satanism today. So communists are really Satanists in disguise. That's the bottom line. Now, I hope everybody understands that. It's taken me 30 years to get it, but that's the bottom line. So the left is the goat of Mendes. The left are Satanists at the great white throne judgment. Read Matthew 25:32 once more. That is fascinating. And I'm going to credit you, but I'm going to turn this into an article. Please do. Use it. Use me. Uh, you this know, I, I have no copyrights. You have the right to copy my rights. <laughs> I, uh, just go oh, you'll, you'll have your due credit, trust me. Um, well, um, I'm going to be on the right. Uh, and see, the Bema seat is the old uh, way that they rewarded the Olympian guests in, uh, in old, uh, you know, uh, countries. When they had the Olympics in, in Greece and so forth, you know, you got the gold medals and all that stuff for running the race. So that's what the word Bema from Scripture means in Greek. It means the reward seat. So you see, there is a hierarchy. There is a ranking structure in heaven. We know the archangel Michael and all that stuff. See, uh, Satan was at the very top before he tried to take over heaven. Satan was the most glorious creature God ever created, so much so that he wanted to take over the throne of God, and that's why God threw him and a third of the angels out and we've been stuck with that asshole. I'm sorry, I didn't say that, did I? I'm sorry. No, Excuse you didn't me. say that, but I agree uh, with your sentiment. We've been stuck with that guy ever since, and everybody's, uh, you know, you got a choice. You either follow him directly or indirectly, or you stay with the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what this is coming to. That's what God is doing. He's forcing you to make a decision. And you will take the mark of the beast if you don't accept Christ as your savior. And that's why I've told you over and over again, Dave, I'm primarily an evangelist at this point, and few are doing this, and there's a falling away, there's an apostasy away from scripture. And I've even heard fine Christian men say, well, you need to get right with the Lord, and you, I mean, you really, really need to get right with the Lord, but they don't tell people how to do that. What if somebody's listening to your program, and somebody said, well, you need to get right with the Lord, but they don't know how. See, so that's what that's I easy. To do. I, Terry, I let's tell. Let's tell them. I, I mean, this isn't. We're not trying to be radio evangelists here. 
But you're asking a good question, so let's answer the question simply. Well, what, what's what's why, the why simple not? step someone can take to become uh, accepting of the Lord and, and following his ways? But brother, we're Christians, and our ordained mission is to spread the gospel. Gospel means the good news of Christ, you see. Mm, yes. It's a two-syllable word. So why shouldn't we? That's the command from God. You know, why shouldn't we? So Romans 10.9 is the simplest uh, in Scripture that I can think of, uh, Brother David, and it simply says this. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you truly believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead for your sins, you will be saved. Simple as that. And then John 3.16 is is the most famous. You know, God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever would simply believe in him would be saved anyone who calls on the name of Jesus Christ will be saved that's how you do it that's how you get right with the Lord remember the thief on the cross next to Jesus mm-hmm. and you know you had the other bad guy really bad guy and he mocked Christ but the uh, the thief closest to Christ said Jesus when you get to your kingdom would you please remember me what did Jesus say now the guy didn't say the sinner's prayer the guy didn't say, oh, um, and I'm not mocking the sinner's prayer. Don't get me wrong. But it's, it doesn't have to be that sophisticated. What did the thief say to Jesus? The, the thief said to Jesus, Jesus, please remember me when you get to your kingdom. And what did Jesus say? From this day forward, you shall be with me in paradise. Period. And mm-hmm. they both died. <clears throat> See you on the other side. Faith. Yes. Yes. That is a great story. Um because it's never too late to turn one's life over. And and that's why I usually don't, I try not to judge people when they pass like a Rockefeller, because I don't know what was in his heart the last second of his life. Um, you hope he made a transformation after all the evil he did, and you don't know, but uh, I hear what you're saying, and it's never, never too late. Let's go back to the election for a second, okay? And, and, I, and I think you've done a good job poking prophecy into this, but let's just say that uh, the left is able to steal the election okay and they're passing out free cartons of goat's milk sorry about the pun but what will we do as a nation what will be some of the first things the first hundred days of the Harris administration because Biden won't be around what do you think is going to happen it's a good question of course only God knows for sure but what we have to understand is that Revelation 6 is about to happen. And I'm often asked, uh, David, uh, if Terry has the tribulation started yet, because many are saying so. And I I respectfully disagree, because we will know when it starts. You see? Because Jesus himself breaks the seal and lets the four horsemen out of the gate. You see, Revelation 6, read it. So it's Jesus himself from heaven who decides at what moment to begin the birth pangs, the final seven years of the tribulation period. Now, he calls it birth pangs because uh, when a woman is pregnant uh, and the baby begins to grow, we don't know the exact day and hour of the baby's delivery, do we? But we know it's approximately nine months. See, so Jesus meant many, many things when he used that comparison as a woman giving birth to a child the birth pangs period and that's called the tribulation in our modern language okay so uh, he said that uh, basically he inferred or implied that there would be a period of time you know as nine months in a, in 
in a woman giving birth to a child. But increasingly, things would happen that would indicate that it's more near, more near, and more near. And toward the end of a woman's pregnancy, it draws very near with more and more convulsions. You see, now what better description of the tribulation period could God have given us than such a uh, description as that? So we are at the end of that, basically, that uh, pre-tribulation period of the convulsions. Now, when Jesus decides to break the seal, Revelation 6, the tribulation actually begins. Now, what really needs to happen in order for that to take effect? Well, the, we, we get it from Satan's people <clears throat> that coincides exactly with prophecy because Satan must do that. You remember the book of Job, Dave? Uh, amazing book. Yeah. Where Satan was allowed to tempt Job. And God knew that that guy would not turn on him no matter what. But Satan had to go to the throne of God to request permission to harass him. Didn't he? Everything mm -hmm. that Satan was doing to Job first got permission from God because God knew he could handle it. So Satan took everything from Job, nearly his life. I mean, I don't know how anybody except Job could have done it, but he did it. And then, of course, God uh, restored everything uh, afterward as a reward. But nevertheless, for the moment, for that moment in time, he lost everything. And, and he was, Satan was allowed to give him permission from the throne of God to test Job. Well, that's kind of an analogy for where we Christians are going. And, uh, and, and that's why it's so important that, that we study just more than, uh, we, we all study the New World Order, and everybody's doing a great job on that, Dave, and you're doing a superb job. But we have to understand that the New World Order is the final seven-year government of the Antichrist who's going to lead global communism. He'll be the head commie. Right now, the head commie on Earth is, guess who, Mr. Putin, and boy, I've watched some videos of late with uh, regarding how China and uh, Russia are merging military forces together. And I watched the, the body language of the Chinese president interacting with the Russian president. And uh, the Chinese president is deathly afraid of Putin because Putin is a brutal man who smiles with a dagger behind his back. And when he was in the KGB as a young man, he murdered many people. He put poles up their butt and, uh, and crucified them with poles. And uh, a very brutal Satanist. And so the Chinese were formed, the Chinese Communist Party were formed by Russia after World War II. Putin is in charge of it now. Putin gives the Chinese president his orders. And you can see that in body language whenever those two are together. The Chinese president is deathly afraid of Putin, and boy, does he kiss his butt. So uh, I'm a body expert, body language expert. I've written several articles about that. So uh, there's no doubt in my mind that's the case. Now, who's in charge of Putin? The Illuminati, the Rothschilds, always from the beginning. And by the way, Mick Jagger, your Rolling Stone guest. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had him as a guest. Have you had Mick no. Jagger? On <laughs> no, but start me up. Tell me all about him. He wrote a song that I know you'll remember, Sympathy for the Devil. Uh-huh. Do you remember Sympathy for the Devil? Uh-huh. Don't ask me to sing it. And that's played on many murder shows and everything like that. Yeah. 
And uh, if you listen to the lyrics, are actually they're hard to listen to uh, because the beat is so loud on the song. But if you read the lyrics, you go to YouTube and put in Mick Jagger's "Sympathy for the Devil" with lyrics. Read the lyrics because it says uh, it says as follows: Can you guess who I am? Can you guess who I am? I'm Lucifer, and I was at the cross, and I made yeah, sure Christ yeah. died. Then I went to Russia because we needed a change, and I executed the czar. And then I was in Hitler's Germany, and I took tanks, and I rolled over all the smelly dead bodies. Can you guess who I am? The dum the dum the dum Lucifer. The dum the dum the dum Oh, yeah. Pleased to meet you. Can you guess my name? Can you guess my name? Mm -hmm. So you see, even the lyrics that he's a Satanist, he's a devout Satanist, uh, ordained by the Queen, of course, knighted by the Queen. And so even his lyrics confirm that Satan had a hand in, you know, executing Christ. And then we needed a new form of world government. It was time for a change, the lyrics say. So he executed the czar and created communism. The dump, the dump, can you guess who I am? Can you guess my name? I am Lucifer. You see, so this is a spiritual war, ladies and gentlemen. Few get it. And uh, we are going into a time which has to be started by a global war. The uh, uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39 war is about to happen. Now, few recognize that. That prophecy is, uh, was given uh, before Christ came to visit us the first time. Mm -hmm. But it must happen. Jesus said, all prophecy must be fulfilled, and then the end shall come. That prophecy has not yet been fulfilled. Now, that's World War III in our modern-day terminology, and that is about to happen. The forces are lining up. I've sent you many videos yes. about this stuff, brother. I know. And so I know. World but, War III but, has to happen. Terry, Terry, let me stop you for a second. Yeah. To tie this back into the election. Yeah. Am I hearing you say it doesn't really matter who gets elected because the result's going to be the same? Exactly. But here's the thing. Uh, would we rather have Trump for a short interim time, even though I think we all realize they're going to take him out somehow? Yes, I agree with that, too. They're, they're go they I have do. to. See, Satan has to get rid of this guy because he's an impediment to installing the new world order. This guy is hated by everybody how would you like his job uh, i mean no i'll, I'll stay i'm hated enough where i'm at so i'll just stay where i'm at <laughs> i mean how does he sleep at night how does he sleep anytime everybody in the world wants to kill him everybody hates him uh he's a magnificent person and i i watch him go to two or three campaign meetings per day and i i look at his face and he doesn't look tired he never misses a a phrase he never misses a word uh, he's an amazing person. Well, he's God's, God's prosecutor right now. Yes, but does Satan need to take him out or we won't have a new world satanic order? Yeah. So uh, I think he's absolutely going to win, but I just pray that he stays in office a little while. Yeah, but I would Satan's going to have agree. to take him out. Satan's going to have to eliminate him. Now, if Ms. Harris comes to power, we're all dead meat. You, you might as well just uh, get a couple of flamethrowers and uh, get behind your door and count your blessings and count your days because the entire Gestapo and the KGB modern day is going to start taking us out. Uh, I agree. She's Satan's emissary. Oh, God. And, and, you know, and then 
So Biden is just a nothing. He's a piece of uh, walking meat. And we all know that he's going to be used to usher her in if indeed Trump doesn't so-called win. But Trump's going to win. It's just the media is going to say no. And then we have that document I sent you, Stopping the Coup, where the whole plan is to take Trump out even if he does win and he refuses to leave, they say. They're going to take him out anyway, and they have the whole strategy laid out in a 39-page document, including how to handle the American militia when they get involved. It's interesting, too, because Nancy Pelosi said he may not know, referring to Trump, that he's leaving the office, but he's leaving the office after the election, one day after. She called it. Terry, we got about a minute left, and I wanted to give you a chance to talk about your book. We haven't mentioned it for a while. Okay. Um, So here's the way I see it real quickly. Okay, we're going to have a simultaneous uh, and or economic collapse of World War Three. Then that will require the need for somebody to come down and create peace, which leads into my book. And I created this basically a sci fi rendition of the book of Revelation, uh, Revelation, okay, where the Antichrist arrives in a UFO during World War III and an economic collapse, total chaos, Ordo Abkeo is their term, Ordo Abkeo, a new world order comes from total collapse and chaos, you see? So the Antichrist is going to arrive in a UFO, in my educated opinion, and the world will flip over according to Henry Kissinger. He said, that's what we need. We need a, we need a UFO ET event, and we'll have a new world order because it will, it will get the world's attention. See, so economic collapse, World War III, then Christ will break the first seal. The four horsemen of the apocalypse will be allowed to escape, which allows uh, Ashtar, Commander Ashtar, to land in his UFO, sign the peace treaty that President Bush, I'm sorry, President Bush, I'm, I'm as bad as Biden, that President Trump is signing in the Middle East, actually creating, not signing. The Antichrist must sign the Abraham Covenant that Trump is creating in the Middle East, the peace pact. Yeah. That must and Terry, be signed by the we are, we are really out of time. So quickly, how do people get a copy of your book? www.dukeofhell.com. www.dukeofhell.com. Watch my 13-minute video if you like get the book. Thanks. God bless. See you on the next show. Hey, Terry, thanks so much for joining us. Happy election. Be safe. God bless, brother, and pray Good for you. you for all the things you're going through. Thanks, my friend. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye.